This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. So before I start this week's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a brand new resource that myself and my seven-year-old son have put together. It is a product creation worksheet for kids, so just some really fun questions and exercises for them to do, um, which hopefully they'll really enjoy and will also give you um, an activity for them. If you're anything like us, we're right in the middle of homeschooling now um, and all sort of ideas of things to do really welcome. So if you would like to get hold of that, you can get it via the link that I'll put into the show notes. Um, now on with the show. Welcome to episode five of Bring Your Product Ideas to Life. I am really excited today because I'm actually recording this in what I consider to be the place where all podcast episodes will be recorded, um, which is my new office. Um, used to be a spare room. Um, so for the past couple of years, I've been working from my kitchen table or like from an armchair or anywhere really. So I'm super excited to have somewhere with a door. Um, I'm recording this in the semi-darkness because I've got the curtains closed because I think that might be better for acoustics. As you can tell, I'm um, a podcast beginner. Um, But yeah, let's see how we get on. So what I'd like to talk about today is what to do now that you have an idea for a product. So maybe you have something that you're thinking of creating, perhaps you were even inspired by our last episode. If you don't actually have a product idea, that's a great one for you to go back and listen to. So that's episode three, which is ways to come up with product ideas. Um, So as you can see I'm pitching this you know to people who are just about starting out um so we're starting right at the beginning here which I hope is helpful and in fact we're going even a bit before the beginning because before we even start thinking about creating your ideas because I know that when you have a new idea I mean I suppose I can only speak to myself here but when I get really excited about something all I want to do is just plow ahead and just put all my energy into it and I get super excited and I'm all in and I just want to you know research things and take action and just yeah throw myself in at the deep end really um and I did do that with my first product idea albeit with the limited time I had available then but I do think that had I had the opportunity to do things again and certainly as I've launched other products I've learned this I have done things a bit differently Um, I've taken a bit of a pause before jumping in and that's what I'm suggesting today that you do too 
Before you spend any time, any money or get too far down the road, there are a few things I suggest doing before you spend your time and energy creating your product, sourcing your product, because I really want to help you set yourself up for success. Um, so this episode isn't not about dampening your enthusiasm at all. It's about a few things to do to help you get started. And if you like, you can think about these um rather than thinking of these as the things to do before you create your product you could actually consider these as the first steps to creating your product if that mindset shift helps you at all so the first thing I suggest you do right at the beginning is get really clear on who your customer is so we're assuming that we know what your product is and now we're going to think about who it's for So knowing who your product is aimed at can really help you to ensure you create the product that they want and that they need. So there's an action here for you, which is to take a few minutes. Um, You might want to pause this podcast or you might want to come back to this later, but take a few minutes to jot down as much detail as you can about the person buying your product. And it doesn't matter at all if you're guessing a bit here. So I don't mean just defining your customer at a high level, for example, a new mum or a keen gardener. I would spend sort of five to ten minutes, no more than that, to think about the more, a bit more about the person your product is aimed at. So the kind of things you might think about is what kind of age are they or what stage of life are they at? For example, are they new parents? Are they recent graduates? Are they people who might have recently retired? Um, what kind of... What kind of things do they read? What social media channels are they on? Where do they shop? So are you targeting people who who will perhaps shop um, on the high street or are you looking at people who might shop online? And if they do shop online, where do they go? Do they shop on Etsy or are they big Amazon shoppers or do they prefer to, sh- do they like to shop from independent businesses or, or do they like the big brands? So these are just some of the things to think about when you're working out who your customer is. Perhaps you even have someone in mind who you can use as a muse or an avatar. Um, and maybe that person's actually yourself. If not, just take your best guess. I wouldn't dwell on this too much because there's no right or wrong here. I just want you to get an idea of who the person is that's going to be buying your product because that will really help you when you're designing it when you're developing it and then even further down the road when you actually start marketing your product it really helps if you know who you're speaking to so I'm going to give you an example for my own product so my customers are mainly mums mostly new mums and they either have an interest in sustainability or they just want to buy products that last and they don't mind paying a little bit extra for that and my products are slightly higher price because they're really high quality they're really big they're made from bamboo and they're designed to last but I do know that not everyone um, is going to care about some of those things and they're going to look at the price and say well actually that's really expensive and I could get a similar product for cheaper and those people aren't the people that I'm targeting in my marketing or when I'm thinking about designing products when I think about designing them I'm thinking about the people who want to buy something really good quality that's going to last for years and that they're going to be able to um, use from perhaps any subsequent children and I'm also thinking about the people who might buy for them so parents friends grandparents who want to buy a really nice quality gift for a new parent so I guess they're my secondary customer so something for you to remember when you're going through this exercise and um, I think it's probably worth mentioning now is that your customer is the person buying your product and not necessarily the person who'll be using it so 
in my example, I'm obviously selling baby's products, but the baby isn't my customer because the baby won't be actually be buying the thing themselves. And um, so if you're selling toys, for example, the child isn't actually your customer. Obviously, your product would have to appeal to the child, but it would also have to appeal to the person who's actually going to be paying the money for it. So that's a distinction worth making. And of course, you do need to be think about the person who will actually be using the product. So you need to make sure it's suitable for them. But the person who is actually going to be spending the money is the one that you we're going to be thinking about now because babies aren't going to be making decisions about which towels are best for them, for example. So in that example, it's the parent that you need to be thinking about. And when you're doing this exercise, something else I think worth mentioning is you don't need to listen to everyone because a little bit later I'm going to talk about what you're actually going to do. You know, you know who your customer is. Um, we're going to now next we're going to talk about finding them and about actually talking to them and getting to hear what they think. Um, and a real key reason of working out who your customer is before you do this is so you don't listen to everyone. So a really extreme example here is if your product is based at new mums, you might not want to listen to what your granddad has to say. Not to say that what anyone has to say isn't valid, but I don't want you to take everyone's feedback on board because not everyone you know will be your you know, target market. So your husband, your family, your friends, they might not all be people that you're aiming your product at. So if they think something isn't a great idea, or perhaps they have, you know, some advice for you, um, obviously, you know, listen to what they have to say, but you don't need to take everyone's feedback on board. And I think if you know who your product's for, it's much easier to, you know, not be hurt that somebody doesn't like your idea because you can just tell yourself, do you know what? They're not my ideal customer. So while I respect what they think, ultimately the product I'm creating isn't for them. So I don't need to, you know, take that feedback personally. So you know now who your customer is, hopefully once you've you know, finish this episode or, or pause this episode, gone away and giving it a bit of thought. So the next thing that we need to think about is finding them. So perhaps you know some potential customers personally, or perhaps you can, or if not, you can definitely find them. I was going to say perhaps you can find them, but you know what, in the world we live in, you can definitely find them. So you have a sense of who they are, which makes finding them a bit easier. So you might be looking for cat lovers, you might be looking for people who meditate, you might be looking for runners, and there are bound to be plenty of places, whether that's online or offline, where you're already where your potential customers are already. So once you've worked out where your potential customers are, I know I've skimmed over this piece, but I do think that nowadays there are lots of places to find them. So as I say, you might know people personally, you might know of clubs or groups in your local area. And if not, there are always things like Facebook groups and online forums for people with all kinds of interests um, where you're bound to find some of the people that you're looking for. So now that you know who your ideal customer is and you know where to find them, the third step is to ask them some questions. Now, the first thing I'm going to say here is I absolutely know this can be scary um, because sort of coming out and saying, I'm going to create a product and what do you think is scary. You're really putting yourself out there. And I know another fear that I hear a lot, which I will address right now is, well, what if I tell people what I want to do and they go and steal my idea? So the first thing I would say here is that most people won't, um, and I'm not saying that flippantly, but I do genuinely mean it. I mean, the reason you're listening to this podcast, I assume, is that you're looking to start selling a product and you want a bit of help. And you probably know already, or or perhaps it's, you know, you're starting to realise that it's not actually 
an easy thing to do I mean it is and it's not if you know the steps to follow and um you know and there is a process you can follow along you you definitely can do this yourself it's so it is definitely doable I've done it so many people have done it um and I could you know I really want to help you do it but it's not going to be for everyone not everyone's going to be interested in selling products not everyone's going to be interested in your particular idea and not everyone is going to have the time and the energy and the commitment to see it through particularly if it wasn't their idea in the first place um also you know if you're talking to people you know talking to your friends I mean if they did steal your idea that would be pretty low um but anyway, I, I really don't think that you should let that stop you. Now, if you are genuinely are worried about that still, and I haven't persuaded you otherwise, or even if you just don't want to put yourself out there too much yet, you don't actually need to say, I'm going to create this product, what do you think? And actually, in some situations, that might not be okay anyway. I don't know, if you're going into a, a, a group where you don't know anybody, whether that's a you know an actual group of gathering of people or whether that's in an online um group you know that might not be the best way of approaching it but you could ask a few more online questions so for example in an online group you could post hi has anyone here ever brought an x you know whatever your product is um what ones would you recommend what did you think about them and then you can follow up on what they say to learn a bit more um you could also ask questions like you know if you have bought a whatever what did you like about it how do you feel it could be improved um did you think it was worth the price you you know know the kind of thing just to get these just examples so what we're trying to get a sense of here is if people have bought products similar to yours before what they thought about them because this gives you really valuable insight when you're thinking about creating your own and if they haven't bought them why not so for example if everyone says oh I've always wanted to buy one of those but I never have because it's too expensive or I think I'd only use it once or I don't see the point of it this is all really good information for you to have so other questions you could ask um, and these I think would apply if people hadn't perhaps brought the product you were looking to create is if you were buying you know this kind of product what features would you be looking for what's the most important thing to you so hopefully you get the idea another great question um, is if you were buying whatever what would it need to do to exceed your expectations I've actually got a full blog post on this and I will link to it in the show notes because it goes through how to get some really relevant answers from your ideal customers so if you need a bit more help with this um, blog post will be linked in the show notes and that's a really good one for you to look at so I would definitely make sure you take notes of everything you find out here whether you agree with people or not this is really hard if you're creating a product and your target customer is people like yourself I've definitely been through this where I've had what I thought was really good idea and you know the product you know my perhaps my product idea I would really like and I thought it was great but when I started talking to other people in who were also my target customers so other new mums because when I started my business I was a new mum and I was talking to them and I was actually finding out that actually not everyone agreed with me in fact most people didn't on some things and that what I thought was important was what I thought was important but ultimately I couldn't create a product just for myself um, because I wanted people to buy it and so I had to make sure it was going to appeal to more people than just me 
it's really important to create a product that your customers actually want rather than the product you think they want. So if you're going to take the time to go through these steps, you're going to find people to talk to and you are actually going to sit down and talk to them. Please make sure you listen and take what they say on board. Okay, so the fourth thing I think it's worth doing before you start creating your product is to look at similar products on the market. So it's really good to know if there's anything similar on the market right now. So that's one thing it's good to know. Is there anything out there like the product you want to create? And if so, do people buy it? How much do they pay for it? And what do they think about it? So some of this information you may have just by going out and asking people, but it's, it's really good to do a bit more online research. Um, it, it'll take a bit of time, but it's, it's relatively simple. So I like to use Amazon for this. I know other people will have their own methods, but I think that's a good place to start as there's lots of products and most of them will have reviews that you can take a look at. And if the products you're interested in have no reviews, you know, think about what this tells you. In some cases, it might be that Amazon isn't the right marketplace to be looking on. And in fact, you might already know. So what I might have just said, look at Amazon. You might think, well, actually, would people buy my product on Amazon? If they wouldn't, go to the sites where people would buy them. So if you're looking at products a bit more unique or handmade, you might want to look on Etsy, for example. You might also want to look at some independent sites. I'm just suggesting Amazon as kind of a catch-all for lots of mainstream products. It can be a good place simply because there is so much data on there. So have a look for products like the product you're looking to sell, if such a thing exists. And um, just see what you can find out. So I always like to keep a spreadsheet here because I'm very organized like that, where I note down the products that I find, what particular features they have, how much they're selling for, um, and importantly, what the reviews say about them. And what I like to keep track of is positive reviews. So what are the positive things people are saying about these products and what are the negative things people are saying? Because that really gives you lots of information when you're coming to design your own products so a real example here which I'm sure I've shared before um, and apologies if, if I have is that when I was looking at creating my towels I was reading a lot of reviews from people saying that the towels on the market at the time didn't last very long so they were really small so I made mine really big and that was honestly just from reading all these reviews and seeing what people were saying about what what was out there obviously I had um, ideas of what I wanted to do anyway what I wanted to create but that really helped validate my idea and um, validation is something we will actually talk about a lot more in future episodes as well so now you have so much knowledge okay so once you've carried out all of these steps you have so much knowledge you will have so you would have done so much research and you've got a lot of information and the best thing is okay it might have taken you a bit of time maybe a couple of hours but you haven't spent any money at all and you're actually a lot further ahead than where you were before you started taking these steps and the final thing I suggest you do now is to just reflect on everything you've learned and figure out how your product is going to be different how it's going to add value so Thinking, so there are two questions I'd like you to think about, which is how can I improve on the products already on the market and how can my products meet my customers' needs, which remember, hopefully if you've been speaking to them, they've told you about. So I will just run through these again. So how can I improve on the products already on the market and how can my product meet my customers' needs? So I'm going to share an example 
using my bamboo hooded towels, which I know I mentioned before. So when I did my research, customers told me that most of the towels on the market for newborns only lasted a few months. So I decided to make mine bigger. I also found out from my online research, um, which I did on Amazon by looking at, you know, which towels were, were selling best and what customers were saying about them. I could see that most customers liked towels with a hood and that the simple designs tended to be the best sellers. All my products are made from bamboo and I chose to keep them white and unbleached so I wouldn't be adding any chemicals. So when you put together the size of the towel plus the weight plus the hood plus a simple design plus bamboo fibres plus no added chemicals that to me added up to equal a great product. So I'd really like you to just as a final step to do the same just think about all the things you've learned in your research and think about how you are going to make your product the best it can possibly be. And I'm not suggesting that you need to be putting together like a final specification at this stage or perhaps you feel that you're ready to do that but just to think about how are you going to make your product really special really different and um, just stand out a little bit from anything on the market at the moment and I will also say that perhaps your pro- the product you're looking to create is something completely unique um, and different to anything out there already well in that case you've already got you know um, you've already got that but I still do think it's worth doing this kind of research because especially if you're creating something that's so new that no one's seen anything like it I really do think it's worth finding out what people want from it so you can still make it as best as it could possibly be so now we've gone um, through all of these steps and I actually think there were five there not four so you got a bonus one in there and I'm just going to run through them again so the things I suggest you do are work out who your ideal customers are find them ask them some questions look at similar products on the market and see what people are saying about them and then define your unique selling point so work out how your product can be the best it can possibly be so now you do have the very bare bones of a product specification and the next thing um, to do is to think about validating your product idea so I always recommend doing as much validation as you can before you spend any time and money creating your product um and you've done so much work so far you should now have a really good idea of what your product is what it does what it consists of which will really help you when you come to creating it and in the next episode we are going to talk about validating your idea in lots of detail so if you can't wait until the next episode i do have a freebie which is seven free ways to validate your product idea which you can download right now and that will be linked in the show notes um and in the meantime thank you so much for listening and if you've enjoyed this episode please do subscribe please do leave me a review please do recommend it to your friends um and this is a brand new podcast um, I'm really trying to spread the word about what I'm doing um, I really want to help as many people as possible and I would love your help in making that possible so please do tell people about the podcast leave me a review and subscribe if you've enjoyed this episode so thank you so much and I will see you next week for the next episode where we'll talk about how to validate your product ideas
If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.